When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, this is T with The UFOs Want to Tell You Something. So this is my first podcast. I'm kind of getting it out there. Um, I've been doing abduction and UFO research since 2008. So I mean, it's been a while. I don't know everything. I'm kind of looking for more knowledge just like everybody else out there. It's led me to studying things like brain waves, what happens to our bodies in space, a lot of different stuff. Um, I'm always wanting to hear UFO stories, your abduction tales. If you'd like to be on the podcast, just shoot me a message at theufos at yahoo.com. That's theufos at yahoo.com. I'd be willing to talk to you, hear your story, have you on the podcast. I'd love to do any of that with you guys. It's just my passion. So, I hope you enjoy the show. This is the 60th anniversary of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, September 19th. The very first abduction reported. And I want to give you a good show by starting with the Barney Hill abduction regression tapes. And we're going to do part two next week. Betty and Betty Hill ones. And it'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to go over the Barney Hill regression tape that he does with Dr. Benjamin Simon. Um, I may interrupt in between to kind of give some feedback on what's going on, or I might do it at the end. I'm not too sure yet. Um, So let's get into it. Get out. 
jumps out. And I look toward the sky, and I look back to Dulcie, and walk her around the trunk of the car. And I'm saying, hurry up, Betty, so I can get a look. And Betty passes the binoculars to me. And I see that this is not a satellite. It is an airplane. It is an airplane. You can see, I think, you can see the rows of windows. And it is an airplane. And I tell Betty this and give the binoculars back to her. And I am satisfied. And I drive and Betty is still looking and she says, Barney, that is not a plane. It is still following us. And I stop I look and I see it is still out there, off in the distance. So I search for a place to pull off the road. And I see a dirt road to the right of the main highway. And I think this is a good place I can pull off. And if any car comes, it won't strike me. Look at that. It's strange. It's not a plane. Look at it. 
and I keep thinking it's got to be. And I want to hear a hum. I want to hear a motor. How far away was it? It was, oh, it wasn't far. It was about a thousand feet, I guess. A thousand feet. A thousand feet. Did it go back and forth, or did it go in circles like a it plane does? Would go toward the west, and without looking as if it turned, it would come straight back. It would go like a Oh, 
deeply relaxed. You will not have to make any outcry. But you can remember it now. Keep remembering. You feel you have to get your gun. <laughs> this is going to harm you, you felt. I open the trunk of my car. And I get it. And I get back in the car. All right. Just keep reasonably calm. And I put it in my coat. And then I get out with the binoculars. And it is there. And I look. And I look. And it shifts over. And I think I'm not afraid. I will shoot it down if I'm not afraid. And I walk. I walk out. And I walk across the road. There it is up there. Oh, God right. damn it. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. It's there. But you can see it. But it's not going to hurt you. Go on. Why doesn't it go away? Look at it. It doesn't matter. Calm. Calm. It's not going to hurt you. There's a man, and he's a captain, what is he? You gotta look at me. Just a minute, let's go back a little bit now. You say it's there, it's a, did you say it was a thousand feet away? Oh, no. A thousand yards? It doesn't look that far. It's very big. And it's not that far. And I can see it tilted toward me. It tilted? And what does it look like now when you say tilted? Did you see it wings? looks... Like a big, big pancake with windows and rows of windows and lights of not not, not light, just one huge light. And rows of windows, like a commercial plane. Rows of windows. They're not like a commercial plane because they curve around to the size of this pancake. And I say, my God, no, I, I have to shake my head. I got to, I got to, it can't be true. This isn't fair. Oh, it's still there. And I look up and down the road. Can somebody come and tell me this is not there? It can't be. And it's all. You're still asleep, but you can see it all clearly. 
It's there. You're sure it's there? Yeah. You weren't having a dream? It's there. You'd had no sleep that evening? I... I touch my right arm. It's not my right. It's my left arm. And then I touch my... right arm. And it is my... left arm. I'm confused. You're clear now. You're relaxed. It's still there. If I let my binoculars fall and dangle from my neck and then start over again, maybe it won't be there. But it is. Why? What do they want? What do they want? They... One person looks friendly. He's friendly looking. And he's looking at me over his right shoulder. And he's smiling. clearly? Yes, I thought. What's his face like? What does it make you think of? It's round. I think of... I think of a red-haired Irishman. I don't know why, but I think I know why because Irish are usually hostile to Negroes. And when I see a friendly Irish person, I react to it by thinking, I will be friendly. And I think this one that is looking over his shoulder is friendly. You say looking over his shoulder, was he facing away from you? Yes, he was facing a wall. And mm -hmm. he, you saw him through this window? You said there was a row of windows. It was a row of windows. Just a huge row of windows. Only divided by uh, struts or structures that prevented it from being one solid window. Or then it would have been one solid window. And the evil face on the... He looks like a German Nazi. around his neck, dangling over his left shoulder. 
pointed it out as if it were on you. I never understand. You had a black scarf or anything. How could you see these figures so clearly at that distance? I was looking at them with binoculars. Oh. Mm -hmm. Did they have faces like other people? You say one reminded you of a red-headed Irishman. His eyes were slanted. I see it so. His eyes were slanted. But not like a Chinese. What was Betty doing all this time? I'm not close to her. I don't know. You're out I there by yourself, huh? You yeah. don't think of her. Is she saying anything? I can't hear her. Did you make any outcry to her the way you did to me? I, 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 I can't remember. I don't know. I did not. You would remember it if you did. I, I did not. But I know this this creature, this leader is telling me something. He's telling you something. How? How is he getting it to you? I can see it in his face. Do you see his lips move? Yes. No, his lips aren't moving. Yes, go on. He's telling you. He's looking at me. What did he tell you? Stay there and keep looking. Just keep looking and stay there. And just keep looking. Just keep looking. Could you hear each other? Oh, I got to pull these binoculars away from my eyes. Because if I don't, I'll just keep staying there. Did you hear him tell you this? Oh, no. He didn't say it. You felt he said it. I it? know. You know he said Just there. Yeah. Just stay there. He's saying to me. It's all right. I'll take it my head. Just all don't right. pull all the binoculars right. away. God, give me strength. All right. All pull right. them down. Run. Pull his binoculars down and run. God. It says, my God, give me strength. I gotta get away. Oh, oh, babe! All right, all we right. gotta get away, babe. All right, calm down, calm down. I'm driving. Calm I gotta down. get away. Oh, oh. How could you be sure he was telling you this? Calm down. You're still asleep. Oh. How could you be sure he was telling you this? His eyes. His eyes. I've never seen his eyes before. But you said oh. they were friendly. You said they were friendly. Oh, oh no. Not the leaders. I said only the one looking over his shoulder. Oh, I see. The leader was, was the... friendly. How did you know the other one was the leader? Because everybody moved. Everyone was standing there looking at me. But everybody moved to these levers or in the back or they went to this 
big board. They look like it, it looked like a board. And only this one with the black, black shiny jacket and the scarf stayed at the window. I'm driving. You going back into the car now? Yes. <clears throat> you took down your put down your binoculars, did you? I got them down. Yes. And you got into the car. Did you speak to Betty? Getting a hold of myself. I'm saying to myself. Don't panic. We got great fortitude. Drive the car and try to go, Betty, to look out. The object was still around us. I could feel it around us. I saw it when we passed by. The object, when I got into the car, it had swung around so that it was out there. I, I, I knew it was out there. Well, it's out there. But I don't know where. think you're being robbed. Uh, I, 
I know it's in my mind, and I don't want to say it. Well, you can say it to me. You can say it now. They're men. All with black jackets. And I don't have any money. I, I, I don't have anything. down the road? What's the red? The bright red. Bright red? Yeah. What is that? Orange and red. Where is that? Right down the road. Down the road. Yes. Oh, what a 
experience to go to some distant planet. Maybe this will prove the existence of God. Isn't that funny? We look for the existence of God in other planets. Were you scared? I wasn't. No, I wasn't afraid. Well, we're getting into Portsmouth a little later than I expected. All right, we'll stop there. You'll be calm and relaxed. You will forget everything that we have had this period together until I ask you to recall it again. You'll forget everything we have had, don't you? Until I ask you to recall it again. You may wait now. Wow. Ten minutes after eight. Didn't you bring me in here ten minutes after eight? Yes. Ten. Where was I? Been right here. Where did my cigarette? Was I about to reach for a cigarette? Look that way. Go ahead and have one. I thought I was coming in here and asked me to take this seat, this chair. And then I was going to reach for a cigarette, but I never reached for it. So how do you feel? I feel fine. Good. You know what happened here? I know you put me into a trance. I know the purpose of it, but I don't know. That's all right. We'll continue this next week, a week from today. What was it you saw down the highway? I saw a group of men, and they were standing in the highway, and they came and they assisted me. Okay, who assisted you? These men, they assisted you out of the car? Yeah, what you said. Mm -hmm. I am only thinking of mental pictures because my eyes are closed and I think I am going up a slight incline and my feet are not bumping on the rocks. That's funny. I thought of my feet bumping on the rocks. And 
they are going up smoothly. But I'm afraid to open my eyes because I am being told strongly by myself to keep my eyes closed and don't open them.
tree and am being guided and my eyes are closed and I open my eyes and there is the car and the lights are off and it is not running and Dulcie is under the seat and I reached under and touched her and she is in a tight ball under the seat and I sit back and I see Betty is coming down the road and she gets into the car and I am grinning at her and she is grinning back at me and we both seem so elated and we are really happy and I'm thinking it isn't too bad how funny I have no reason to fear and we look and I see a bright moon and I laugh and say well there it goes <laughs> and I'm happy So the first thing I take from this is Barney Hill is skeptical of it being a UFO. He wants to believe it's a satellite or a plane. Um, Betty Hill, she kind of, you know, she wants to believe it's a UFO. In fact, he even says, just like the famous saying, I want to believe. He's saying, you want to believe it's a UFO. Um, that's just a little bit of input. He's trying to write it off. He doesn't want to believe this. Notice that he's very skeptical when he says it's an airplane. He's trying to see it in his mind and picture what's what exactly is going on. Um, he's trying to rationalize this. So at this point, he's getting pissed. He's saying, that's no UFO, okay? It's an airplane, it's a satellite, it's anything but. You're acting ridiculous. He wants to hear a jet engine and a helicopter or something just to prove her wrong and shut her up. Right now he's going into the characteristics of a UFO, which is not uncommon. Um, I've heard him falling like leaves, shooting off left and right at unspeakable speeds. Breakneck speeds. Um, I think he's doing his best to describe it the best way he can for the time, and he's doing a pretty good job. So right here is very interesting. He's saying that he's uncomfortable, but his wife is annoying too. So what he's trying to say is, as an excuse, my wife is annoying and I want her to be quiet. But really what he's saying is, I'm uncomfortable and I need to find somewhere safe. 
it's almost like he's been through this before, or he knows what's going to happen, or even just looking up and seeing that weird object doing what it's doing. He's also freaking out, and he's kind of realizing, like, I, I'm, I want to wake up. I know something bad's going to happen if I keep going in through this hypnotic regression. I don't understand. It's, it's frightening me. As you can see, he was very distraught. He is freaking the hell out. He doesn't know what is going on. He just sees a weird fucking light, and he is just looking at it. He goes for the gun because he feels unfucking comfortable. Obviously, he's seeing it. Uh, he doesn't want to believe what it is. He's not being led in any way by Dr. Benjamin Simon. He just doesn't know what is going on. He sees a guy staring at him. He sees this fly typical flying saucer tilted toward him with a row of windows and a light. And he doesn't know what to do. He wants somebody to come and tell him, Hey, this isn't happening to you. Wake up, you're dreaming. Right here, Barney Hill does something where he pretty much tears it down of why he's seeing that. The red-haired Irishman, and later the Nazi. So, this goes a little bit with my theory of brainwaves, to be honest with you, which I know you haven't really heard yet, being this the first podcast. I'm still doing research on it. What he's saying is, they have round faces, but he's perceiving... An Irishman who he's trying to be friendly toward because they can be hostile to African Americans at the time. He's piecing this together where a lot of people would say, well, he just saw an Irish guy. When that doesn't really seem to be a case, and even when it comes to the Nazi later on, where he sees the leader with a scarf and he looks like a Nazi in a shiny black uniform. That's almost authoritative, where he's trying to say, I'm the authority here, you better comply with me. So at this point, he realizes that's not a, an Irishman, that's not a Nazi. He looks at the eyes, they're slanted. Like your typical gray alien, for lack of a better term, of what's reported now during abductions. So the only real difference is the color of the eyes, as well as, well, this their description of an alien has pupils. If you look at the bust of Junior that Betty Hill used to own before she passed away, or even the drawings of their abductions, you can see clear parallels to the gray aliens. So notice here, he doesn't confabulate anything, you know? He doesn't make up like, oh, I looked back at Betty and she was sitting in the car she you know he doesn't know he wasn't actually there he's not compabulating it he's just going through the motions of what he's seeing so at this point he's not seeing an irishman or a nazi again i think that was put forth to kind of say i'm the authority and he's trustworthy be nice to us and work with us Everything will go just fine. But he's seeing them for what they really look like at this point. Which, given the human body in space, you know, let's say a thousand years in space to how our bodies would evolve in space. It's going to look pretty similar. We're going to have larger heads. We're going to have skinnier bodies due to, you know, bone density loss and 
our muscle structures, you know, the loss of that. We're going to look a lot like a gray alien, just as an example. I personally don't buy into the theory that it's us from the future or any of that crap. But it is interesting to note that given enough time or evolution in space, that's kind of what happens to our bodies. So that adds a little more validity in my opinion. So at this point, he's hearing it and seeing it in his face. So some would call that telepathy. I don't like that term. I, I think it sounds too woo-woo, if you will. Personally, I like the brainwave theory, which, you know, some would say is the same as telepathy. I don't, I don't get into all that crap. Perhaps they have some form of brainwave that interrupts or intersects with our own to make us see what they would like to present or even hear voices in our own language that we can understand. So we can see that actually with The Devil's Den by Terry Lovelace, which released in 2018. Um, he actually demonstrates how as a child in repeated abductions that they would appear to him as little monkeys with glowing yellow eyes trying to convince him to come with them. This is a great example of altered perception. It seems like they're able to do this, again, to make you feel more comfortable and go along with them and try to entice you. The same thing with Whitley Screever. He reported as a child that he saw Mr. Peanut at one point. It's just them trying to make you feel more comfortable and make the process a little easier. This is the infamous Barney Hill breakdown section where he is literally begging God to give him strength to pull the binoculars away because what he is seeing is so frightening and he feels like he's going to be captured. He just wants to get him and his wife the hell out of there. So at this point he's saying they're men. I don't believe he's actually seeing an Irishman, a Nazi, a normal guy, you know, like a construction worker. He's seeing something else, but they look very akin to a man. But they are obviously some form of creature, just like he said before. They won't talk to him. Now, this is something that's commonly reported now as well during modern abductions. The entities don't always want to talk to you. Here and there they will, but, you know, they're more than likely just going through a process. They don't really give a shit. So they're not really going to say words to you and explain to you what's going on. In some cases, that has been done, but not very often, you know. They just want to go through the process. Now, in the next episode, we're going to go into Betty Hill's abductions as well, her regressions. And you're going to find out that Barney Hill had his eyes closed and they were carrying him. He kept his eyes closed on purpose. He wanted to do that. He was frightened. This was the best way he could handle it personally. She cooperates that with her own regression and you're going to find that out. It's curious that right after they grab him, he then accepts that there are flying saucers and little men. He didn't want to believe it. At this point, he starts to believe it again because they grabbed him, and he knows. 
And he takes it to a religious perspective where he says he wonders if it proves the existence of God, just as an example. He's beginning to believe it. He really doesn't want to, but, you know, at this point, he kind of has to. The work of Dr. Benjamin Simon is extremely good. He seems to have made him forget the entire scenario. I find the last little bit there funny. Because he asks if he was about to grab a cigarette, and then he just says, Yep, go ahead. You were about to. He doesn't want to be operated on, is one phrase that he uses. He doesn't know why, but he feels like that's about to happen. That's probably him recalling the scenario, and he really just... It kind of scarred him a little bit. He knows what's about to happen. During modern abductions, as most people know, these aliens, or entities as I'm going to call them, although I do believe they are extraterrestrial, take sperm and ova from people for whatever reason, whether that be, as people say, to make hybrids or just study the specimen. I, I don't know exactly. There's a lot of theories Quite frankly, it's, it is just what it is. In conclusion, that is the Barney Hill abduction regression. A lot of commonalities in modern abductions. You know, the round head, the big eyes, they didn't speak to him, and when they did, it was telepathic. A board with the typical abduction stuff going on, you know. Including the don't be afraid part, we're not going to hurt you, just stay there. All of that is what's reported nowadays. And we're going to get into the Betty Hill regression tapes in the next session. The part two of this. Now you'll have to bear with me because my podcast isn't the best. It's the first one I've ever done. It may not turn out exactly the way I want. You know, we're going to eventually figure this out and hopefully you guys like it. Um, This is kind of my way of getting my research out, and again, you know, the UFOs want to tell you something, and eventually we're going to get into that and why that is the name of the podcast. Alright, thank you for listening. Hopefully you'll listen next time. Bye. Alright guys, so I'm going to break in here for a second at the very end. So I was recording as I was listening, and I don't really know how to splice it in just yet. So what you're going to hear is me kind of going over all of the abduction stuff there at the end. We're actually going bit by bit where I'm talking about the UFO and then the entities and all of that stuff. So I'm sorry that it's kind of crappy on this episode. I promise the next one's going to be a lot better. Where I'll probably just do the segment on the last little bit. So just forgive me and work with me on that, guys. Alright, thank you.